the, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money. But it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play? And it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs. And he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory. But we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hey, thanks for finding the Let's Go Eat show. How did you find it, by the way? You know, where do you get your podcasts? Uh, do you get them through iTunes? Do you get them just off the Let's Go Eat show dot com website? Do you do you does somebody uh, put them under your pillow at night when you're asleep and then you find them the next morning and listen? How do you get your podcasts and and uh, what do you what do you do with them once you get them? Do you listen to them all the way through at once, or do you stop and start? I, you know, the podcasts I listen to, I stop and start a lot because I get interrupted. But that's a kind of a nice thing about them. They're always right there. You can just, I'm, in mid-sentence, you can bring your podcast back up and start listening to it again. And I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Uh, I like to do it when I'm cooking dinner. And then nobody bothers me, except they do, and then I have to. Anyway, uh, the Let's Go Eat show, this time talking with an old friend of mine and his wife. These are theater people. Uh, Larry LaVar West, or L.L. West, uh, is a, a director and a playwright, and he's written a play called The We Word Sisters. There's a little confusion about that name, as you'll hear in the podcast. And also uh, sitting here with us, his uh, wife and actress, Betsy West, um, and she's in this production of the We Word Sisters. I'm not going to tell you right now what it's about because we talk about what it's about in the damn podcast. So why should I tell you now? What I'll tell you right now is uh, we'd like to hear from you. Let us know how you like the Let's Go Eat show, what you want to hear on the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, you can send all of that kind of stuff to uh, me. To me? Is that what you're pointing at me? What, like my personal email? Like bill at x96.com? Yeah, you asked for it, buddy. Okay, do that. Send it to bill at x96.com. All of the uh, stuff, anything you want to say about the show, send it there. So anyway, here it is. Without further ado, uh, Larry West, Betsy West, talking about a play coming up at Pygmalion Theater here on the Let's Go Eat Show. whatever oh uh a fellow castmate was our did an intern, intern yes Allie Linty. yes oh and she was uh, telling a story that she was upset that she did not get a nickname <laughs> and was told she should be flattered <laughs> that yeah. she was worthy of not having a nickname yeah usually interns get nicknames that are I mean, it's not that it's unflattering stuff but it's <laughs> it's I mean, just, the joke is that interns are so uh not memorable 
that they won't remember their names, so they have and to so give them a nickname. <laughs> so it was a compliment for her that she was memorable enough that yeah, Carrie, I mean, Bill, and Gina would remember her name. Yeah, that's kind of it. And it's it's you know because our you know we have interns and I don't I have we've had so many interns too. Tell her this. I saw her name in the cast list, and I went, God, I know that name. And then I looked her up, and I saw her picture, and I went, oh, she was that intern. She was a funny, talented, charming intern that I really liked. She's funny. Yeah. And um, and so there's that story, and then you compare that to a story that happened just recently. This young woman came up to me and said, hi, you know. Remember me, do you? No, I don't. What's your name? Uh, and I, she said the name, and I didn't remember the name. And she said, well, I was your, one of your interns about six years ago. Six years. Yeah. And, I, I, and then I went, oh, oh, yeah, of course. Now I remember you. I did. No, it was a lie. No, oh, I, I get lie. I lie. I lie. Yeah, students will say, oh, I was in your intro to theater class 12 years ago. Yeah, I had 50 yeah. people in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you do? <laughs> well, I think I did okay. Yeah, you gave me a good grade. You yeah. called on me, and I'm, no, I don't remember you. No. But anyway, we're going to talk about this. So, so it's Larry West. You you go by LL. Only in print. So everybody's, no, people don't go and say, hey, LL. No. Get LL on the line, will you? See, if my name were Lawrence, I would put that in print. But Larry LeVar West somehow doesn't smack of a playwright. I don't know. It just it's it's smacks of a guy who's a bishop in a Mormon ward, or yeah. somebody in Harlem. LeVar, that could be. LeVar, LeVar and yeah. North Utah are probably the only LeVar places I yeah. know of. Yeah, yeah. and of course, uh, accompanied uh, today by his uh, charming wife and talented wife Betsy. West, and uh, we're going to talk uh, about a play that these that they're doing, uh, but uh, we'll also talk about a lot of other stuff Good. too. So uh, you guys have known each other for a long time. Yeah, Larry and I go back forty forty years, years something. maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we were in college together wow. at Weber in the theater department. And Larry was ahead of me. Larry's older than I am. Not much. Not much. Yeah, and uh, old. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, old enough. <laughs> Much enough. Bill's uh, just excited to have somebody older than him on the podcast. But and, and Betsy is considerably younger than us. Oh, than all of us. So than mm-hmm. all yeah. of us. You know, she's that. hovering right around thirty something. I would think. <laughs> uh, so uh, Larry and I, uh, I, Larry, Larry was a very impressive guy to me when I was in college because he was he had more experience. He'd been been in the theater department and and he kind of knew his way around and he was talented and always wanted to be a director. Really, really, yeah. yeah. We, we acted in things together, though, and um, uh, Charlie's aunt, I recall. I recall, yeah. It was Jack. Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, is that your character's name mm-hmm. or my character's name? No, that was I was Jack, Jack, and you were Lord Lord Fancourt Baberly, and you were from Brazil, where the nuts come from. Yes, exactly. That's right. And the reason I became a director is because I looked at actors like you, and I thought, I'm not that good. <laughs> And he is, so maybe I can direct. Well, and you did. And I, you, I think you probably directed me in uh, things even in college. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, um, so, you know, it's pretty amazing to me, Larry, um, that you – and I want, and I don't know Betsy's backstory. And we'll get to that, too. Uh, that you have made your career doing that thing that we all started out is college students wanting to do, and and so many of us did not continue to do. I've been really lucky, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you and Betsy, where did you start in acting and all of that? I actually started as a modern dancer. And so my degree is from modern dance with a musical theater emphasis from the University of Utah. But as I got older and longer in the tooth and the little chorus girl thing wasn't... <laughs> I, I was I was always afraid I wouldn't be able to bow out of that gracefully, but I think I, I, I did. can still see the cute young chorus girl in you. <laughs> it's, it's there. Yes, it's there. It's really well hidden <laughs> with these clothes. <laughs> but uh, as as I got older, I started doing more and more straight theater, and so now I do more theater and less musical theater. Did you, did you have some uh, idea that you would always always continue doing this? I always. Didn't know what else I really wanted to do. Or could do. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, I, like most actors, I do have a day job. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I could get affordable health care elsewise, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, the, so, Larry, you have uh, also, you, I mean, you have had a day job and you've had. Yeah, I don't know if you have a day job. Now. No, I'm retired yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So you're, but you have you worked off and on out of the theater, but mostly in theater, academic a, theater. Yeah, yeah, academic teaching and uh, directing. And, yeah. Um, any desire to ever do that again? Uh, I still academics. direct. But yeah, not, but academics. No, the academic. I think I burned that bridge. I wrote a play about academic theater. Oh, what's it called? Remington and Weasel. <laughs> And I, you know, I, I grew to hate academic theater myself, uh, the college and graduate school theater, because I, yeah. went, I went to that that uh, vicious Penn State University oh, for right. graduate school, which was a, I mean, a great <clears throat> theater program, but it's pretty, you know, it was pretty rough. It was, it was rough on me, and uh, they are they are sometimes not kind, but that's the way theater is. Too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more not. about what your play was about. And yeah. why people are mad at you about Why did they get mad at you But for Remington and What's Weasel? the drama? The drama is there's a Henry Kissinger quote that says uh, academics are so brutal because the stakes are so low. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that was basically the premise for this play and there was a, a teacher – Rough, roughly based after maybe me, <laughs> who said some things and did some things that he or she shouldn't have said mm -hmm. and got in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. But the stakes were so low. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the, the results, yeah. the end result was that, you know, people lost jobs and people uh, kind of suffered. But the stakes were so low. Well, it's it's uh, and it is true, and I don't know people who are you know theater people who will listen to this, but it's the same kind of thing in radio in a way. There are always, and maybe in all of the arts, maybe there are people who it seems to be their job to make you feel like you're just a piece of shit. You know that that that's what that, that, they think that that's part of their job. Yeah, is to make you feel that you're really not worthwhile and. And they'll tell you on the one hand, oh, we can't do this without you, and gee, you're a great talent. And then the next more minute they turn around and tell – well, I think Harvey Weinstein is sort of an example of that in a way. <laughs> but, but, and then they'll tell you you're just worthless and not good for anything and, uh, and uh, try and keep you, keep you down a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Academic theater, it's a, you know, and we all – it's a tough place. It's mean, and, and there, are, there are people who sit on that throne and – dictate to these little college and university students and they 
and lap they, it up. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what they're doing. They don't no. know or care what they're doing to their psyches. Or yeah, and, I, and that happens really a lot in theater because it's such a touchy feely. I was a theater major for 15 minutes yeah. when I first went to college and changed. It's kind of what that Whiplash movie is about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very exactly. – J.K. Simmons it's very, and very much, yep. very much like that. And there are those – we all – all of us who have been in academic theater or dance or art, we have all had our J.K. Simmons. Absolutely. And maybe more than one of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the reason – so uh, the reason we're here is to talk about a play that Larry has – another play that you've written – and it's called the Wayward Sisters. Weward Sisters. The Weward Sisters. That's yeah. right. It's, there's an E in there. Mm-hmm. And it's at first I thought it might be a misprint, but it's not. Why is it the Weward Sisters? Weward, Old English for weird. So Shakespeare's first folio of Macbeth mm-hmm. calls them the Weward Sisters, and it was then subsequently changed to weird. So they're now an it's probably kind of a dialect thing. I mean, if you say we were right, kind of we are the, we were the, we are, it's kind of a Scottish Scottish thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. yeah and, you know that's my favorite Shakespeare play too, Macbeth. Um, and uh, so this is a take on the witches, on the witches, yeah. and Betsy's one of them. She's yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it like to write a play and then cast your wife as a witch? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fun, really. Yeah. 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 Be kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the whole experience and uh, what well, it's about. So I've always been kind of fascinated with uh, theater, uh, superstition, and tradition. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that sort of thumbed my nose at all the superstition. You know, the big one is you don't say Macbeth yeah. in the theater. You say the Scottish play. Yeah, if you refer to it at all, you have to call it the Scottish play. And I've never done that. Me either. I've been in the theater and said Macbeth so many times and freaked out so many people. I know. People got on your ass I mean, they get really pissed yeah. off. Yeah. 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 And they want you to go outside the door and, mm-hmm. and spin mm-hmm. and spit and swear and knock and stupid and <laughs> beseech. So – that was sort of the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. So Macbeth is the play to take big swipes at that, and there's a whole scene where people mess up the name. And, mm-hmm. uh, so there was that part of it. Uh, a couple of years ago, I wanted to write a play for the first Fringe Festival. Didn't quite know what I wanted to write, but I did some research, and Tom Stoppard's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Are Dead was first done at a Fringe Festival oh, in Edinburgh mm-hmm. in 65. The original Fringe Festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes long, and mm-hmm. I thought, hmm, I can, maybe I can do that. Let me do this parenthetically. I had the first, my first exposure to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead was from you at Weber. How so? You and Larry um, <sighs> Fulton. Fulton did a scene from Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, a play I think I'd probably heard of but had not seen or read or and you guys did a scene from it where you were in the we were all sitting on the stage and, and you we guys were in, were the, in the house you see it left an impression on me 40 years ago the wow. two the two actors are out in the house doing the the scene and we were all sitting on stage watching it it was it was and i'm going damn this is cool and i also was going larry west he's a cool guy yeah yeah huh. you probably directed that didn't you i did that direct scene. that, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, that's uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. They are two characters in Macbeth, and uh, Tom Stoppard wrote that play 
well, what is the life of those? It's a brilliant concept. It's a brilliant concept. Conceit. What's the life of these two characters? They're kind of functionaries in the play. Yeah, tiny, tiny little reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and so what is their life when they're not being on, in the play? What are they doing? And um, I, it's a brilliant idea. And so you've kind of riffed on that. Riffed on that. So mm-hmm. we see that the three, witches, the witches, mm-hmm. off stage as they're preparing to go on, and they're bickering and trying to memorize lines and do all of that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. saying Macbeth and not meaning to say Macbeth. And mm-hmm. Oh, is it now? Is it? Uh, is it uh, like the first production of Macbeth ever done? Is that also part of the idea? Yeah, I think it probably – well, maybe. <laughs> I don't that really know. That happens a lot with this script. <laughs> what it – maybe. We don't know. It's You have to ask a lot of questions oh, as an actress? Yes. Yeah. And we don't always – usually – we don't get answers. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't a, know. I don't know. How should I know? Ask that? the director. I'm not. You're not directing it, no. right? You're you're uh, you're the playwright. I'm and, the playwright. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the? What are the names of the witches, Betsy? I'm playing Leandra, and then there's also Sky and Fayune. And they're not ever named in Macbeth, no. are they? No, they're just the three sisters. I went to a Google search and looked up. Names of witches historically, and found three that I liked. Yeah. <laughs> and ha- ha- in the you know, it's been a while, a long time since I've seen Macbeth. Uh, they're pretty interchangeable in the play itself, as I recall. Yeah, they're not. They don't have real defined. The three of them do not have real defined characters. They're just no. They're numbered. Yeah. And and they're just you, you could they each just say lines and it could be any of them exactly. So what do you do with that uh, as a playwright and as an actress? You I assume you've given them characteristics. Well, once you see this play, you'll never see Macbeth in the same way again. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if I, this is giving the plot away, but. Because some lines are misspoken by the witches, mm-hmm. we change the course of the play as it is known today. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I get it. Well, that's that's kind of that's a cool idea. Yeah. That, I mean, do you want to know more about that? Yeah, is it? Yeah. Sure. I mean, sure. It's probably not. I don't think it'll. I don't think it's. I'm not too worried about plot spoilers okay. and stuff okay. like that. And I don't think you I should don't think be either. Does. Okay. You know, so, so the first witch says. All hail Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Thane of... Well, no. The, the, the line is spoken. Oh. All hail Macbeth. The, no. <laughs> it's the way Larry... Have you, got your, have you got your lines down there yet? There we go. Betsy? No, it's just... It, this, is, this is rehearsal all the time. Now, is this real? Is this mm-hmm. not real? So, as the play is written, as Larry has written it, the line should be... All hail Macbeth, who shall see the king hereafter. Okay. But one of the witches misspeaks the line and says, All hail Macbeth, who shall be king hereafter. Which is what Shakespeare, Which is what Shakespeare wrote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but only because mind. the witches screwed it up. So do they? So then they go, wait, I didn't say that right. Do they do that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it's oh, like, crap. oh, crap, you messed that up. So what do we do? Because Macbeth... I, there's a line that says, you know, how can Macbeth be so thick that he he really believes by me just saying that he's going to be king? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is that thick, and he's going to go commit 
multiple murder yeah. with yeah. his wife. So, uh, so is Macbeth also a character in in your play? We just see the three sisters. The Never three see him. Yeah. We hear them. You hear. Okay. We hear the off noises stuff. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Which is another play. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so whatever perception we have of Macbeth, we get their perception. How, what do they think of him, the witches? Uh, we just think we kind of know what's going. Want to know what's going on under his kilt? Is about that's as deep whole, as we yeah, get. That's it. That's how deep this play is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. I don't think we ever said it's a comedy, but it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I think I was kind of approaching it as it was kind of. Maybe real serious because it could. No. You could have done that. Could have done that. Yeah. This is more fun. This is funny. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. It's called. <laughs> well, uh, well, you did kind of a, a version of it. Is it the exact same thing you did at the Fringe Festival? No, I've expanded it some. Yeah. Did yeah. they laugh at the Fringe Festival? Yeah, they did. Well, see, mm-hmm. okay, it's a comedy. I, I'm going with that then. Something comedy. we learned from the Fringe Festival was that. We, I kind of assume people knew Macbeth a little bit better than uh, we know Macbeth. So mm-hmm. we've added like a five-minute prologue, which is two people coming out with a flip chart telling the story of Macbeth. Okay. Yeah. And I uh, think that helps. Well, before, mm-hmm. Do they do it like, ladies and gentlemen, before the play begins, Yeah, we think it's necessary that you know this. Yeah, you got this dude and this dude and uh, – It's a little comic riff on yeah. it. And, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, what is it, what's it like uh, in uh, the uh, setting? I know you're doing this at the Rose Wagner in the Black Box Theater right. where we did Godot. Right. Um, uh, what's the setting like? Is it? It's a tent, kind of a makeshift tent that was probably used or is probably used for prop storage. So they've kind of put these three characters they don't know what to do with off in some – Mm-hmm. Temporary space. Also, mm-hmm. our dressing room. Also, their dressing room. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, and costuming wise, you are in sort of period looking things, or uh, we're sort of in dressing gowns, and you only see us in costume briefly as we run off stage to say our lines. But they're full masks and oh, okay, wigs, mm-hmm. wigs, and mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and uh, you've given a picture of these uh, witches, um, Betsy, is not being the bright. Are they all kind of dimwits? It's not so much that they're dimwits. I think there's a little bit of competition. Who's the better actor? Who's the better witch? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a big part of it. Who can make the biggest splash uh, in the show? Yeah. Or, yeah, that kind of thing. So when one screws up and says the wrong word, uh-huh. yeah, they let her know. They mm-hmm. let her know. Um, I know one of the other actresses in this is um, a former intern of ours. Her name is Allie Lenti. Right. And I know for a fact she's really funny. She's funny. Yeah, she's got great comic chops. And I, who's the other actress? Tamara Howell. I don't know who that is. Yeah, so, she's okay. funny. Yeah. Uh, um, and um, uh, her sort of claim to fame is she has probably played more ethnic characters in this town than anybody i know really yeah we call her our ethnically ambiguous actor uh, I, I know the kinds of uh, you know uh, you know who uh, john Car- i heard john carlo esposito you know who that is <laughs> yeah, yeah talking about that uh he i think he's originally puerto rican i think really uh i think but he said he said in an interview i heard he said because of the you know the color of my skin it's just just a dark enough shade and 
and I could, I've been I've played black men, I've played Puerto Rican men, I've played Spanish, I've played Mexican, I play you know whatever they need. I'll like Iranian, whatever they need, I'll do it. Yeah, you know? well, Tamara's Italian, mm-hmm. and she's played Navajo. She's played. She's uh, <laughs> <It's> interesting, <laughs> uh, isn't it? Pakistani. Pakistani. Yeah. She was just in in the Heights. I mean, that's fascinating. That, yeah. uh, in a way, I guess that would be kind of a badge of honor and make you a real utility player, Well, she right? kind of loves it. And yeah. she's Welch in this one. Uh, okay. Yeah. That works. Uh, and um, uh, do you um, uh, talk about so, – so the play in – it's the Wayward Sisters. Weeward. Weeward. Excuse me. We, the Weeward Sisters. Weeward Sisters. There you go. The Weeward Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, you, uh, you um, uh, kind of tr- explore and explode the uh, Macbeth uh, taboo, the mystery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind. Of, it's did you research why that ever came about? A little bit. Uh, I think traditionally Macbeth is a, a violent play, difficult I'm, to do. Yeah, difficult to do, and you put, and it's typically done with broadswords, not epées, and you put broadswords in. Over anxious, passionate actors, and somebody's going to get hurt. Now, so do you recall the production of Macbeth that that we did at Weber State? Indeed, uh, I was in it. I had one line. I was uh, I, I was in many scenes, but I had the immortal line: "They are my lord without the palace gate." You know, he said nicely done. Macbeth says, "Did you? You know, did you? Uh, are those murderers that I uh, asked you to?" Are those murderers here? And, and I, yeah. Macbeth was Ken Klein. Ken Klein, and he broke his leg. Well, he, well, he yeah, I or guess it was, it was severely injured in dress rehearsal. Yeah. So, so the the um, the the curse of the play was certainly held true, and um, he had to do the the set was designed by I think it was Michael Sharp was the name mm-hmm. of the designer, and he designed this really impossible. A set that was designed to kill actors. Oh yeah, that had stairs that were at odd angles and stuff. And Ken well, slipped and fell, I think. And you know, now I'd heard another thing, something else about Macbeth, about why it was bad luck. I don't know where I picked this up, but I'd heard that when a theater company was getting ready to go under. As a last-ditch effort, they would do Macbeth because everybody would go see Macbeth. Everybody liked it. Yeah. So when somebody said Macbeth, it was like, oh, no, that's bad luck because that means we're about to be out of work. This theater's mm-hmm. about oh, to go under. Had I you like, heard that? I know, but I, I like it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting. Macbeth is a really accessible Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. I think it's the one that everybody, if to, to try to get people into Shakespeare, it's the one they should do, see. Oh yeah, and then go on to more some of the more you know, mean, complicated and fanciful. And there are no subplots. It's pretty linear. Yeah. I guess a little bit with you know, but no, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, 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 there's a ghost, but that you know, uh, but uh, it's uh, you see now you need to do a play about Banquo. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting, Banquo? Banquo's ghost. Banquo's ghost. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, it's yeah, it's very straightforward and it's violent. And you can do it with all kinds of blood and oh, gore. Yeah. And, you know, you know, people love that. I mean, it's, it's it was sort of the equivalent of car chases, you know, in <laughs> in, in uh, Elizabethan times. But I remember that production we did. It was violent, and it was we. You said the broadswords. We had those heavy, heavy, heavy broadswords, and, and I know people got uh, dislocated shoulders from getting hit with those, and all kinds of shit. It and was, do you remember who the witches were? 
Hazel Robertson. That's a good witch's uh, name. Oh, and I don't remember who the other two were. Renetta, but, Renetta Feltz. Oh, your, your ex-wife. My ex-wife. How's that for yeah. some? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, was, I don't remember. Uh, Becky. Oh. Rebecca. Oaks. Tall, blonde. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it was interesting. Yes, you saw your your soon to be wife as a witch. Actually, I was. Were you guys married at that time? No, I oh. wasn't there during oh. that time. I just heard about that production. I was off on my Mormon mission during the Macbeth days. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, it's a great great play, and um, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Pygmalion is producing it. Right. It's at the Rose Wagner, and it's November. Th- I want to say third, third through the eighteenth. I wrote it down. Twenty third, maybe longer That's than that. Know. Oh no, I wrote third, third through eighteen. Three through eighteen is what I wrote. Hmm. That's from the really. There was now that. So I'll uh, look it up. You thank look, you, thank you, Dylan. Uh, there's not not a misprint that it says the the We Word Sisters, but they're in the release that I saw about it that our good friend Daisy Blake sent us. It says um, they uh, the witches uh, discuss the playwright who they who they call the Brad. Mm-hmm. Is that not a is that a misprint or no? They call him the they Brad. call him the Brad instead of the Bard, and, okay. so, and uh, that's corrected too. But one of one of the witches mishears and you go around calling him the Brad. What does it mean? He's the Brad. He's the Brad. Yeah. And then one of the witches said, "Well, he might be French." So. Monsieur Le Brad. Monsieur Le Brad. Do you guys use Scottish accents in this? Just briefly. Just, to, just to briefly. <laughs> when we're referring to kilts and brief things <laughs> under <laughs> the kilt. <laughs> Mostly it's kind of a a soft British with a little bit of Welsh from no. Tamara. Uh, the 18th. 18th. 18th, okay. okay. Three through 18. You, you wish it were longer? I think so. Yeah. I'm well, really glad we got another shot at doing this play. When we did it a couple of years ago at the Salt Lake Fringe Festival, it was thrown together so quickly. And the language that Larry has come up with, holy crap, it's a challenge. We all thought our brains were going to explode. Can you get a, give us a little sample of that? Can you call to mind uh, like a, a little short speech that you do well, that might give us an this, idea? I, I'm probably going to mess it up. Uh, this alliteration about uh, these spells, the uh, surprisingly sexy, seemingly serendipitous spell sequel. And that is just a very small part okay. of pages mm-hmm. of this alliteration. And so, well, that wasn't actually in the first one, but those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And we had such a short rehearsal time that I felt like we were just trying to get the words out. And so to be able to go back to it and really expand the characters to find them more and... Can you do your lines of? I will try. I can do them forward. I don't know about the backwards yet. <laughs> Somebody asks if I want to run lines okay. with them. And so my line to reply to that is lines, lines of brine... Lines of red vines, lines in the sand, entwine, grapevine, moonshine, equine, supine, white pine, canine, feline. The play's sort of like that. Uh, so it's very difficult to 
uh, it's like doing Godot in a way, or it's uh, difficult to do the lines because they sort of don't make any sense in sort of context sometimes. Until they do, and yeah. then they sort of lock in, and it's well, I but hope it makes hard, it makes it difficult. I hope you know how difficult you make it for an actor when you do that kind of thing. I know, I know, and I'm sorry, but do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so at least once during rehearsal, it's like, oh God, Larry. <laughs> What were you thinking? They do? Yeah, they do. You attend the, all the rehearsals? No. No, good. I, I don't know how. I uh, I think of trying to you know direct or, or write something for my wife to do, and I just would never. I'd never work. I but really course, believe that playwrights shouldn't direct their own work. I think yeah. you need that other eye and another vision and to find things that, I mean, they've discovered stuff I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Do you believe in directing your own wife? You've directed your wife in yeah. plays. Oh, and yeah. that works okay for you guys? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's you good. Like it? He's yeah. good. She's he good. Yeah, stuff. we have fun. Yeah, I don't. I I tried to do that one time for with my ex-wife, Dylan's mother, Claudia. Oh, yeah. One time only and when we were in college. Only time I would ever. And I said, That's, nope, never again. Why are you telling me to do that? Well, it's I'm the director, and I this is what I want you to do. Well, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it was that kind of stuff, and I, just, I don't want to do this. I'm really glad we can work together. Yeah, we can. It, it's we've done it what five times, maybe. I I don't even don't even know, but he's so good. I just trust him. He is a good director because he directed me in Waiting for Godot, and that was a remarkable experience on many many levels. Oh, it was. Pretty wonderful for it was, me. It was hard because of because it's a hard play. It was hard for some other reasons, but you know, uh, but man, it was. Mm. My my wife still says to me occasionally, she'll look at me and she'll go, you know, like leaves. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just what I love doing it. God, it was good. It was so much fun and so hard, and it, it was everything a theater. An acting experience should be everything, and directing, even, yeah, yeah. even the problems, even the problems. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's everything it should be. Um, what are you doing uh, besides this, Larry? Are you uh, directing more? You and, know, uh, anything that you'd want an old friend to be in? No, <laughs> I will find that project, but it probably won't be for a year. Mm. I had a little bit of a health scare not too long ago. I hope you're fine. I'm getting there. Okay. It's going to be a process, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I realized I needed to clean the slate for a year, so I got out of three directing jobs. Really? Yeah. It'll be a while. It'll be a while. Yeah. Well, and I know – are you still working? I looked up just a little short bio of you, and it said that you were producing director or – Doing production uh, for was it, oh, was it uh, Pinnacle for Pinnacle? Yeah, and I've kind of dropped out of that for a while. Okay, all right. Taking care, taking care. Well, that's, I'm glad it you're doing. Happens that. when you get old and have not taken care in some of the previous years. You know? Well, it's yeah, it's all that hard living you've done. Yeah, <laughs> he always was a wild guy, wasn't he? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's called the Weeward Sisters. And it will be at the Rose Wagner Theater, November 3 through uh, 18. And uh, you can get tickets through Artix. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, you, you don't work there anymore, do you? No. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, go to Artix or um, just uh, Pygmalion Theater. Uh, you can look them up online easy enough and probably but you can buy tickets online that way, yeah. I would mm-hmm. think. 
how about you? You're doing this. What are you, any more acting, Betsy? Yes. After this, I'm thrilled to say, <clears throat> excuse me, I just got cast in uh, a role of a lifetime. I am going to be in the judge in the true story of the three little pigs at Slack for their holiday <laughs> children's show. They do those very well. They do those well, it was great very when they, well. When they started doing those oh. uh, uh, three or four or five years ago, they, yeah. they do the children's shows really well. So um, uh, you are the judge. In the I am group. the judge. So they're hearing the case of the three little pigs versus the big bad wolf. Yes, and the audience is the jury, so they will ultimately decide each oh, performance. They'll love it. They will love it. I'm very excited to be back at Slack. Yeah. Into cool. the mouth of the wolf. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's an opera reference. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beyond me. <laughs> uh, I never cared for opera much. But that's well, when, when theater people say break a leg, mm-hmm. dance people say mared, opera people say into the mouth of the wolf, or toy, toy, toy. That's the I, opera thing. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Uh, Betsy, by the way, um, I think when the first time I, I've seen you work, uh, but the, I had not, and when I was, uh, I guess it was probably when we were doing Godot or something, and I, uh, and I said, said to somebody, I'm doing that play with Larry West, and, um, and they said, oh, do you know his wife, Betsy? And I said, no, I, I don't. I haven't met her in... And uh, whoever it was said, she's one of the most talented actresses in in Salt Lake, certainly. And yeah, I don't. And I forget who said that, but said, "Oh, you're wait till you meet her." But she, you, you got to see her work. And and then I have since. But oh, that's so nice. It was really nice, and I and I would agree. Well, thank um, you. So and then I know Allie, who's in it, and she's really funny and talented. So I think it's going to be a great experience, and and I hope that other witch is okay too. Oh, <laughs> What's her name? Tamara Howell. Tamara Howell. I and uh, she is every bit as funny as Miss Allie, and it's a treat to be on stage with those two. Cool. I trust them with my life up there. Excellent. It's great. All right. Uh, I'm going to come see it. Thank you. And uh, all the best. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, congratulations. I think it sounds terrific. So we'll be there. Thank all right. you. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. Uh, uh, go see it. The We Word Sisters, Pygmalion Theater, November 3 through 18. Uh, get tickets at Arctic. That's it. I'm Bill Allred. Thanks, Dylan, for doing all that producing. Uh, remember, if you're pouring drinks, always make mine a double. Broadway Media Podcast Network.